Welcome to Pop Sugar Rush. Before we begin, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land in which we're recording and pay respects to elders past and present. Pop Sugar Rush is brought to you by Prime Video. Sign up to watch all the series and movies you'll love, like the new season of The Summer I Turn Pretty or the steamy Spanish hit movie My Fault. Hello, welcome Hello. back to Pop Sugar Rush. I am Jackson. And I am Star. And we're here to run you through all the best and the worst <laughs> um, of pop culture news for the week faster than Chris Jenner can set up another photographer to follow Kylie and Tim. Whoa, nice. Tim. I've never called him Tim before. T- Timothy. When you know Tim like I do. Um, <laughs> First name basis it's, it's, it's a nickname. Um, how are you? I am great. I'm happy to be here back in the studio. It is does get quite warm in here, so we've made sure that we're dressed for the occasion. You're let- wearing a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a light material, you know. The pits the pits are able to breathe a little bit, so it's Fair good. Enough. Also, it's warming up, and it I've is. been really enjoying it. I've been thriving. I'm getting outside. The celebrities are getting outside. Yes, and we're all been followed around by Christians. <laughs> <laughs> Paid yeah. for paparazzi. Ky- Kylie Jenner to me is extremely relatable because I often get, you know, papped hooking up with someone at a concert. I too am a billionaire. <laughs> Jawbreakers, bits from the internet that made us OMG IRL. Speaking of billionaires and Kylie. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, we all saw the fateful kiss at the Beyonce concert. Of course. Which, first of all, rude rubbing it in that Beyonce hasn't announced Australian tour dates. But B, every celebrity who was ever was at this bloody gig. But everyone's talking about one couple. Yes. And first of all, I just love seeing the little VIP areas at these concerts. Like Taylor Swift's got her little tent popping and I just feel like so much, so many scandals are coming out of this right? one area. I mean, Timothy Chalamet was literally smoking and then like ashing his cigarette onto like the paws downstairs. But <laughs> what, how can, why does he get away with that? It's just, just because he's Timothy Chalamet. It just imagine? happens when you're famous. <laughs> but, <clears throat> so in case you don't know, we'll catch you up to speed, the long rumoured relationship between Timothy Chalamet and Kylie Jenner has seemingly been confirmed. They were canoodling at a Beyonce concert instead of watching Beyonce, which, you know, I find rude, (laughs) but they also were just spotted kissing again at the US Open. Yes, they were. And I have personally loved seeing all the content come out of the US Open. We're seeing a lot of celebs and there's something so weird just about watching their reaction to tennis. It's like just the camera on them. Like no one's, not that I've seen, has made like a double screen of their reaction and then what's actually happening in the game. We're just kind of Mm -hmm. seeing their heads go from left to right and their reactions. And then Kylie and Timothy hooking up They weren't watching anything at all. Macking on. (laughs) Lots of different people have had lots of different reactions to this online. I think a lot of people are very much like, wow, I really didn't believe it was happening and now I have proof and I still kind of don't believe it's happening. But is it the US Open that's the proof or was it the Beyonce that's the proof? Like, I feel like... I think the Beyonce and then this has just happened fast enough after the fact that it's, like, confirmed it. Yeah. They kissed twice, so it must be real. (laughs) (laughs) Behind, like, the school bleachers like it's <laughs> who knows what'll happen next as far as fans go what at what point do you think is fandom too much like oh. let's start let's get offline let's go to therapy yeah um <laughs> like what i know, at what point does I know this it's it's there's been a few lately that we've yeah we need to circle back but this one post that i saw um soon after the beyond the beyonce concert 
truly sent me. I was like laying on my floor in my apartment, like hyperventilating. Because <laughs> this is the funniest, sincere response I've ever seen. You, were you literally ruffle the mayo? I was. Oh my I God. was ruffling IRL. <laughs> um, so this is from a Timothy Chalamet fan account called Club Chalamet, who is really making a name for herself um, in the past week with. Her thoughts. <laughs> um, Club Chalamet. If you're feeling distressed by the video, it's okay, but please take care of yourself. Step away from social media for a couple of days. Don't attack or criticise Timothy. Too much money and time went into publicly harassing him, and it finally paid off for those people. Two things. One, mental health is important, and social media has done terrible things for mental health. Two, why? <laughs> <laughs> the way um, people have spoken about Kylie Jenner and the Kardashians at large in response to this is literally the most insane thing because the Kardashians are not saints. They have effed up routinely throughout mm. history, but this is the thing. <laughs> like, but do we think the response would have been like this regardless of who Timothy started dating? Yes. Or is it, is it, yeah. yeah but so it just feels a little bit heavier potentially because... Maybe She's of the Kardashian clan. Kardashian <laughs> Jenna clan. Yeah, I think I think like the Kardashians are a little bit like it, they're almost like pariahs in a sense, where mm. they're just like people will hate them regardless of what they do. Um, they're not. I'm not their biggest fan, but I also see that there are points where they're just getting hatred just because they're who they are. Um, I also liken this back to when One Direction were popping and like they would date different people and people would get really upset about it. Um, I think the first thing I would tell these fans, um, I'd probably send them to like seek.com, <laughs> like give them a job application because they clearly have too much time on their hands. But B, can you imagine having like no other problems, that this is the thing that ruins your day. Yeah, I know. Like, imagine that. And it's just like, at what point does Timothy step in and be like, can you stop? <laughs> I feel like they off, the celebrities often don't, though. Like, and they I feel often like that's a just, problem. Yeah, exactly. And it reminds me as well of Chris Evans. So Chris Evans, who is, of course, Captain. You're like, who's that? Uh, <laughs> who plays Captain America. And he's recently just got gotten married. A yes. very, like, secret private wedding in the backyard kind With of vibe. With Alba Batista. Yes, yes, yes. And I was reading some articles yesterday about when they first started dating. And similarly, his fandom went absolutely ballistic on this poor girl. And it's just, like, where we, we really need to draw... The line. It's is, like, it, is it like because they thought they had a chance? I don't know. It's like Captain America wouldn't do this. It's, it's again what we were speaking about a few weeks ago about being able to separate the character from the actor right. as well. And we know that people absolutely adore these actors. They adore these characters. But it's like there's also a person in between all of that and it just gets so messy. And it's just the wildest thing to observe. Have you ever been part of a fandom before? I have not made very clear how I feel about Beyonce. <laughs> okay, yeah, fair. Granted, I have deep, powerful thoughts about how about that relationship, but never to the point where I've been upset <laughs> because they're dating someone. Like that is ins that is just bonkers to me. That is bonkers. Do we think it's like the demographic of the fandom? Are they younger people who are obsessed or is it what what um, what can we pinpoint it to one kind of characteristic about people who take it this far? I think it's an online thing because social media has like blurred, I guess, the barrier between celebrity and fan that now f fans feel entitled to personal choices that celebrity makes. We've seen it recently with Taylor Swift with someone that she's dated and a lot of people were upset about that. Um, I personally think everyone needs to 
get over it. (laughs) (laughs) It does not affect your life in any way. (laughs) And then we move on. Unless something really problematic happens, then, you know, maybe we can have discussion. But these two have kissed twice at a public event. That's it. That is it. Speaking of fandoms and people being overly invested in stories, let's talk about Olivia Rodrigo and her new (sighs) album, Guts. Favourite track, go. What it also... Okay, a little favourite track, I think, Grudge. <gasps> Spicy. I was walking this morning on my walk and I was like, wow, I've just been transported back to being 17 and being like all heartbroken and angry. I, I also love Lacey as well. What's your favourite track? Get It Back. Ooh. It reminds me of like... Just like a song that I can scream. First of all, when Olivia <laughs> Rodrigo comes to Australia, those little tweens um, better move out the way because I am a late 20s cis male and I will get to the front of that concert. <laughs> but um, I just like, she makes music that I, I like where music feels like an event and Olivia Rodrigo is a new artist that's making it feel like that, which we haven't had in a while. Mm. But... Tell me more about what your thoughts are. Well, I w- it's funny you just said, you know, I got to move all the tweens out of the way because I saw some really funny tweets about it. And people are saying, she served and delivered for us, her audience, teenage adults. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is Olivia Rodrigo heading up the rebrand of the angsty teenage experience, right? Because we have True. her tweens and the people who are probably a similar age to her kind of going through similar things. I am a decade older and I'm like, oh, this is the most relatable music I have ever heard. And it's similar to what we spoke about a few weeks ago about the summer I turned pretty. Usually these experiences and these issues were made to feel silly about them. Exactly. But now again, we have more of this space where we can be like, yeah, like I am feeling a little bit angsty and a little bit angry about this. I think that's what it is. The the judgment is gone. Well, like the judgment on a wider scale is gone. I also think that Olivia Rodrigo happens to make very good music. She does. And that is like, she's very talented. The album's being well received by critics. It's obviously going to kill it at the charts. She's probably going to clean up with a bunch of Grammys, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But I also think that she is sort of giving us what maybe like people like Avril Lavigne and... Hayley Williams at the start of Paramore's career gave us, where it's like a little bit of a grittier alternative to pop, essentially, or Mm. a pop girl. I'm glad that we have an artist who is newer and younger and that kids can relate to because at the end of the day, Taylor Swift and Beyonce are not relatable. You know. The kids being us. (laughs) Yeah, the kids. (laughs) Oh, I wish. The Spoonful, serving up a taste of what everyone's streaming. One thing I wanted to bring up with you, reality shows... They've taken like a newer turn and we're getting a lot of reality shows now about people who are living unreal lives, <laughs> we'll say. A lot of reality shows about the hyper-rich, hyper-hyper-rich, like disgustingly wealthy. Do you think that we're watching these shows to fill some sort of sick void <laughs> within us? Like, I'm just a petty poor person at home. <laughs> Yeah, Um, look, I think, like, the aspirational content has always been a big thing, but it's probably just presented to us in a different way. I mean, let's do a throwback to, like, um, My Sweet 16 on MTV or, like, MTV Crib. So this is probably just, (laughs) yeah, yeah, a little dance There's a theme song in my head, And Pimp My Ride as well. Yeah, none of those cars were ever roadworthy. (laughs) So funny. But I really want a pizza oven inside my car. I feel like that's actually a necessity. It feels useful. (laughs) So Exhibit, is that that what it was? The host, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. If you're listening, please. No, but I think it's like it's of, of a similar vein, that very aspirational content and almost like you're watching on and you're going, how do people live like this? Uh, that Whereas, is exactly what yeah. I was feeling. So I um, spent the weekend with my roommate who listens to this podcast. Hi, Chelsea. It's her birthday. Happy birthday. Um, she, we were watching the season two of Selling the O.C., Holy crap. <laughs> I messaged you about this last night and I was like, whoa. Like, I just, like, my face just captures it all. I was like, what is happening? Two things. If there's any rich people listening, are you actually like this? <laughs> <laughs> so Selling the OC, we'll set it up. Um, Selling the OC is a spinoff of Selling Sunset, which follows a um, luxury real estate agency, the Oppenheim Group in uh, L.A., and this is their, like, newer branch or a different branch they have in Orange County. Um, it follows a select few agents, um, follows their selling houses, kind of, <laughs> um, but is more focused on their interpersonal drama. Yes, and and interpersonal drama they have. <laughs> <laughs> it is abundant it in is. drama. It's why. Look, these people are insane. So I know, like, I'm a longtime fan of, this franchise and selling the OC, I like much more than I like selling Sunset. Yeah. Because these people have nothing to lose. <laughs> because if they did, they would not be acting like this on television. You've watched it. Who's the character you like? Who's that one person you enjoyed? Uh, is it Alex Jarvis? Yeah, uh, Queen. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Do I do I keep my spot on you this do, mic? You yeah. do. So the thing about Jarvis is, in the first season, her and Alexandra Rose. We'll have to say Alexandra a lot because there are a lot of Alexandras there, on this there show. Are four. Four. Come on. It's a white LA thing. Um, <laughs> they were definitely framed as the villains. They were definitely framed as the others, and then. An interesting thing, this we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, the audience was like, no, they're the only sane ones. <laughs> it's everyone else that is villainous. And now Jarvis is sort of on her own this season, and she is taking no SHID. Yeah. She is taking no shots. I... <laughs> she is trusting all those parts. <laughs> They, she had, and I'm a I'm a big fan of the reality TV read because like a scripted insult is whatever, but if you can insult someone on the fly and it's on camera, chef's kiss. I just like I was watching this one scene where it was really heated. They're all in the same room having a discussion about a party, and she just turns around and just uh, I I actually don't have words for how well. She's quite articulated. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. she is. And I, she just got her point across and I was like, good on you for standing up for yourself because exactly. that environment would be so intimidating. And so I think hostile. she's great reality TV Especially talent. Especially when you have someone like Polly who, you know, <laughs> I'll save my thoughts for uh, offline, but someone, her, like her yelling at you and she's just like, you know, Wusa, like, you're not going to affect me today. It's not going to happen. <laughs> but she spoke to Alex Hall. So Alex Hall's definitely like the Chrishell of this series, except people like Rochelle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Alex, they were having an argument at a bar and they were talking about an incident that happened and Jarvis said, oh, I believe, um, I think that women have an extra dose of discernment on these things. And Alex Hall, in a little snappy defensive way, she was like, I don't even know what that means. And Jarvis looks her dead in her eyes and went, D discernment, I do believe that you don't. And I was like, dead. Murder. We was a murder on screen. <laughs> and it's been replaying in my head. I was like, oh, mother. But a big storyline on this season has to do with one of the agents, Tyler. He is going through a divorce um, with actress Brittany Snow, who from, I know, from The Pacifier. <laughs> I actually watched that the other night. I'm like, this classic, is an underrated movie. A classic. But she was also in X, uh, a horror movie that came out like really recently that was really, really good. 
love Britney Snow, feel bad for her <laughs> that her business is being splayed on reality TV oh. like this. How would you handle it if you were dating someone uh, on a real on one of these shows, right? And then that relationship went to crap for whatever reason, and then your business suddenly becomes a storyline, even though you're not on the show. How do you feel? How would you feel? And how do you think you'd handle it? I would fall apart. <laughs> I would, I simply, I would, I would not handle it at yeah. all because, like, your name and your likeness and your business gets thrown into this whirlwind. And some people say there's no such thing as bad publicity, but it's like when that is all people are going to be knowing you as for the next couple of months at least until the news cycle will refresh and something else will happen. Like, that's mm. a lot to take on. It is. Granted, I don't think Britney Snow is coming off this with any bad PR. Yeah. Like... It's Britney Snow. <laughs> if, if Tyler is doing like a reputation sort of a reputation tour, Re- reputation era, <laughs> um, he's not doing a very good job because he's not coming <laughs> off as the saint I think he thinks he is. Um, but it's also like I, I guess like do, are there laws around this? I don't know. Like because it's your story, but it's also that person's story. And if that person is on a show and that's how they make their living. Because spoiler alert, I think two houses got sold this season, <laughs> and that's <laughs> ding, their, ding ding ring the bell, and that's their alleged job. How do we manage it? Like, how do we like? I don't know. I don't know. Star, I don't. <laughs> it stresses me out to think about because I'm like, I. You want that person to be able to tell their story, but if it's like, you can't necessarily tell them to keep it private out of respect for you because. That's because it. then there's like bits missing from people's storylines and their lives exactly. as well. So it's like, do exactly. when you go onto this show, do you have to kind of just here you go? Here's here's everything else in my life. Or do they have to establish boundaries yeah. around certain? Is things? there like written consent to discuss certain things? Well, surely there would be because if you think about the Kardashians, like as the seasons have progressed, I feel like we end up talking about the Kardashians every week. I know. But it's like in you know a certain season, one member of the family will more so be excluded from excluded from the narrative, excluded from the storyline. <laughs> so surely there are some things in place True. to protect the people. Which that is are the stuff in their that lives. we care about when it comes to Kardashians. Like I don't care about like Courtney not knowing what a real business is or how to run it or whatever. But the also the other side of that is if you know these storylines were excluded from these reality shows. Would we be like, this is boring? Like, give us, exactly. give us, that's like, a, exactly we want your life happened. to be in shambles, and that's what we enjoy. So it's kind of like a two sided thing. That is exactly what would happen. How I also think that's like when it comes to like how you're framed on the show. Mm. So a lot of these people on this show specifically, I'm <laughs> sure most of them are lovely people. Pause. <laughs> However, on the show, Almost all of them seem insufferable. Yeah. And I was like, to the point where I was like, I don't know how you have friends. <laughs> like, like, the way you speak to people is insane. Do you think that, like, reality TV contestants should have rights when it comes to how they're portrayed on the show and then in the media to follow? Because we've seen it before. And we've seen, like, people like Abby Chatfield famously sort of take a narrative that she was given, maybe unjustly, mm. and flip it into something, like, hugely successful. Do you think that's just part of the gig? I think it would, in a perfect world, it would be great for them to have kind of control over that, but that's probably quite literally what they sign over when they go onto these shows. That's it's true. It's like, hey, who knows? It's kind of luck of the draw. Yeah, I also think it's like they can't actually put words in your mouth. Well, I guess with AI, maybe they can. <laughs> no, but, no, no, no. <laughs> but, but, like, you said this thing. You yeah. called that person that, regardless mm. of why I did it or how it felt. And they try, I feel like some contestants try and like, you don't know the full story. And I was like, I need to know the full story to know that you call that woman a C word <laughs> unjustly that was and then intense. like got mad when she didn't want to come to your birthday party. <laughs> like, please get a grip. <sighs> anyway. I think overall, as you've already mentioned on a previous episode, they need a HR department. So maybe we'll see that in season three. <laughs> Desperately. And I know that not all the agents on that work for the group are on the show. 
Mm. Which makes me think they do have a HR department. It's just like Toby from The Office that comes <laughs> in. <laughs> but then I also think, I was like, all right, so if they do have a HR department, um, hello, like, <laughs> fire them, <laughs> the HR department, or step up because these people are insane. They're like hooking up in the office. They're fighting in the office. They're hooking up and then fighting in the office. <laughs> hooking this, up and fighting at the same time. It's I, all happening. It's ama- And all these people are like near 40. <laughs> yeah. Please. Oh, my God. L.A., get it together. <laughs> get it together. Pop Sugar Rush is brought to you by Prime Video. They've got everything from award-winning movies to smash hit series like the new season of The Summer I Turn Pretty and romantic comedy Red, White and Royal Blue. And the best part? You can watch it all on your favourite devices. Start your 30-day free trial today by visiting primevideo.com. Here are this week's Rushes and Crashes. Love Island. Mm. Heard of it? Familiar? Maybe. (laughs) They have just announced, the UK version has just announced a different franchise, a a new format. Question. Yes. All stars, versions of shows. Thoughts? (laughs) Well, I mean... Why, why Why do you think they work or don't work. Well, I think a lot of them don't work. Yes, I would agree. But Love Island as a franchise, especially in the UK, is huge. Huge. It is love. It is like such a commodity as well. Like I think the whole business side of it is really interesting as well. And I think this is the kind of content that people are craving when it comes to Love Island UK. People, i.e. me. <laughs> uh, so I've only ever watched one season of Love Island UK 4, and that was the season that Ekansu and Davide won. Mm-hmm. I had people who were living in London at the time that Ekansu won, and apparently she was being treated like actual royalty. Like, they loved her, as I do too. I don't think, I think, no, Ekansu and Davide did split up and now they're like rumoured to be back together. Mm. So like they were just as toxic in real life as they were on the show. I love it. (laughs) Perfect. So I don't think they're coming back for what ITV has just announced. It's Love Island All-Stars. They are bringing old contestants back who had nothing better to do. (laughs) Those Instagram paychecks were running out um, and they've come back to do it all again. Here's why I think it'll work, and here's why I think it will work where other series have failed. Because, one, we know for damn sure that not a single one of them is on there for love. Mm. <laughs> like, it is... We've seen the the Love Island to influencer, social media content creator pipeline. Like, it's a business model at this point. This is a way to, like, not only, like, re-boost their relevance, but it's also a way to sort of showcase maybe like things they weren't able to showcase the first time around as far as marketing their personality to Mm. an audience. If they find love in there, good. Sure. Great for them. (laughs) Will it last? Absolutely not. But I also think that it's because love, because uh, the, I guess the content creator sort of business model, I feel like is so specifically attuned to Love Island where it's like you go on Love Island to get famous. Mm. With The Bachelor and other comparable shows, I don't think... Like, there's that discussion, but I think some people really still go on there for love. Bless their heart. You're <laughs> such a sucker. You've fallen for I, it. I, you're, I, exact, I, you're like the target demographic Osha for has me by his hands. <laughs> but I feel like Love Island, now that pretense is gone because no one's watching the show. It's like, yeah, these people are coming back on this show for love, knowing 
was disaster the first time for mm. them. They're just here to get famous. And that, I think, is going to make it so much more interesting. Yeah, I agree. And it's like people are already invested. Whereas when it's people's first time on reality TV, you know, it's like they're kind of figuring out their path. True. They've done the trial run. They've come back for round two. They can really be as cooked as they want to. Like, And I think that is what we will see a lot of as I well. Would, I encourage you. Please, <laughs> please be cooked on reality Because television. you just want to do like whatever's going to get you, the, you know, the most clout or the biggest reaction online particularly. So I think it's going to be chaos, but in a great way. And to compare to something like Bachelor in Paradise, I think mm. it's hard when you go from Love Island UK to The Bachelor Australia, which has been a struggling franchise. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Do you? Look, we, no, it's, it's, it's real. We, 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 we call it like we sees it here at Pop Sugar Rush. And even just looking at like the production value of the comparison between when it's like the Australian reality shows versus the ones overseas, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, oh, Bachelor in Paradise, you get to go like on a picnic on a beach, but you know, Love Island UK or Bachelor in the US or whatever, it's like these big scale productions. So it just yeah. feels like a little bit pobo. <laughs> <laughs> but I know like there's a lot of popular faces, popular people, like bona fide celebrities now that have started on Love Island. So if they come back, if they, you know, have no pride left and then they decide to come back, I will eat it up. No, 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 Do you think that will make them kind of be more hesitant about the way that they act on the show because their stakes are higher? Or do you yes. think that it's like their stakes are higher, but they're ready to take that risk and take that gamble? Yes, they'll be hyper. They'll be aware of how they are on the show. But Love Island um, gives their contestants alcohol. So <laughs> all bets are off as far as I'm concerned. Um, speaking of boosted relevance, we'll say, my crash this week is actually really infuriating. Mm. I'm infuriated. I'm mad. And it's ironic because I'm mad about people who I like to stress the importance of being happy. Mm. <laughs> and I swear I'm not jaded. We'll get into it. Celebrities who make their brand being nice or being a good person or being just kind. Can we trust them? <laughs> well, I think it's clear that after a few years, no. no. I'm not trusting anyone. We can't. Um, for those who don't know, Jimmy Fallon um, has had some allegations against him of, I guess, like fostering a toxic workplace. Um, people would, his staff, it was a Rolling Stone report and staff were calling the dressing rooms, the crying rooms where they would go and, you know, vent about their stresses of the day. And it's so... Ironic because Jimmy Fallon is someone whose brand, he has made his face and his brand all about being really nice and really funny. We've seen this before. Famously, BuzzFeed did a report um, a few years ago about Ellen DeGeneres and the same sort of vibe was happening there. These are two talk show hosts. These are two talk show hosts that have had a brand about being a good person. And then it comes out... That hmm, perhaps they aren't practicing what they're preaching or at least their workplaces aren't. My question is, why would you make your brand being a good person in the first place if being a good person is something that we should all inherently be doing? I'm not about to rebrand as someone who drinks water. Like, (laughs) hello? That's what we should be doing. Your your, your star, your brand is you have to brush your teeth twice a day. I'm using my platform for good. (laughs) (laughs) It, It gives me the same energy as like someone who puts in their Instagram bio, be kind with like a butterfly and a love heart, but then they're like trolling someone online. You know they're the most backstabbing, like (laughs) will cut you off. Yeah. Um, exactly right. That's exactly right. They're like, it's all about mental health. Carly Jenner, you're a witch. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Um, I just think it's, it's so disappointing. And I like, I feel like celebrities just need to not brand as anything and Mm. just be who they are because even like we can't be true guys. 
Exactly. <laughs> Just like Olivia Rodrigo probably said. Like, what did Jimmy Fallon think was going to happen? Jimmy Fallon has, I should say, Jimmy Fallon has uh, since apologized. Yeah. Um, it was a variety report. They, it might have been an email. They did say that Jimmy Fallon had apologized and he feels bad. Um, to me, too little, too late. Uh, but it's also like, where where do we go from here? Should talk show hosts be cancelled en masse? <laughs> like, who knows? Well, who knows well, what's that's happening? what I was going to say. It's like, what do we make of the way that celebrities respond after these allegations rise to the surface, right? So, for example, you know, they'll do the typical statement or the apology. The notes app apology. Yeah, the notes app apology. Jimmy Fallon's going to go quiet. Yeah. And now everyone's going to think of that. Ellen, it ruined Ellen's show, that allegations. Like, Ellen was taken off the air. After that, apparently Ellen said that it wasn't related. It's not because of this guy. Okay, sure. Even a lot of TikToks that I saw about the whole Jimmy Fallon situation, people are like, no, not Jimmy. Like, people are so upset because this is someone that they held so highly in their mind, you know, the nice guy, as you were saying. (laughs) And it's like, no, not Jimmy. But like you said, should we be surprised at this point? Are we just like, oh, another one? I need to beat these people who are high. Like, Jimmy Fallon is there, like one person. Like, God forbid he dates Kylie Jenner. Who knows, <laughs> knows what will happen? Wow, that's so interesting. I mean, but it's also like Jimmy Fallon. Like, he's been on for a while. Maybe it's time to... Let's wrap it up, Jim. Hang up the headphones. <laughs> pass it on to another white man named James. <laughs> well, actually, no, James Corden's another one. That's, it's, I followed him as well. Yeah. <gasps> Maybe it's a James thing. Sorry to all the Jimmy James listeners, but we're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> we are coming for you. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us today. It has been a pleasure. Thank you, Star. Thank you. For spending an hour of your Tuesday morning just chatting the absolute shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's the highlight of my With week. Me. Thank I mean, you. I get to talk Likewise. about Kylie Jenner and, you know, other things. Exactly. I get paid. We get paid to talk about Kylie Jenner here. Okay. I spend the rest of my week talking about <laughs> it for free <laughs> like a sucker. Guys, you can get... Pop Sugar Rush, wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a rating of five stars. Give us a review, positive. Um, (laughs) And leave us a comment. What's your favourite Olivia Rodrigo song from Guts? And also let us know who is your favourite character from Selling OC. Especially if it's not Jarvis, because I need I need to know. Get ready for the debate. (laughs) I need to know where these people's heads are at and like what am I missing? Guys, we will see you next week with another bout of all the pop culture chaos you probably didn't ask for, (laughs) but you're getting anyway. Miss you already. Bye. Bye. And if you're still hungry for more, come back here every Friday morning, wherever you get your podcasts, for another round of pop culture chaos. Be sure to follow us on social media at Jackson Langford on Instagram and at Jackson.Langford on TikTok. And I'm at StarMCG on Instagram and just star with a double R on TikTok. And most importantly, be sure to follow Pop Sugar Australia at PopSugarAU on all socials to keep the rush going. <laughs>